Praise the Lord, everybody. Cheryl Boggs Ministries presents Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is truly the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this program. I pray, God, that people that are listening and that are logged on, God, that they will receive a word from you. I thank you for an uplifting, inspiring, encouraging program on today. And I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. I'm Cheryl Boggs, and you're listening to Resting in His Word. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So go ahead, call, text, or email a friend. Let them know that Resting in His Word is on the air, and they'll be so glad that you did. It's supposed to be a fruit-bearing tree, and there was no fruits on this tree. He just said, let no fruit grow on the henceforth, henceforward forever. And the tree withered away. I mean, we get a lot of, you can get a lot of uh, um, interpretations out of that. But I got, about, what I got out of it is that I want my tree, my temple of God, this body, <laughs> the body that is the temple of God to bear fruit. So when, when, you know, there's a scripture in there. He said, when I knock, you know, open and I would come in and sup with you. I don't want him to come and knock and I don't have nothing. I don't have any fruit to bear, no food to set out on the table. I'm not ready for the guests when he comes. Because you don't supposed to be trying to get ready. You need to be ready at all times, especially when it's Jesus coming to knock on your door. Are you ready? Is everything prepped for you? Let me give you a little bit of fruit bearing things that you need to possess um, in this time. And I'm going to go over to Galatians. In Galatians uh, 5 and 22. But the fruits of the Spirit, here's some of the fruits that we need to be bearing as well. When he comes to knock at your door, are you bearing these fruits? He said, but the fruits of the Spirit, number one is love. <laughs> love and then joy. And here we go with that peace again. Seek it and pursue it. He said, love, joy, peace. There's going to be long-suffering. Long-suffering, I didn't understand it for a long time. I'm like, how can you long-suffer? What is long-suffering? And my mother kind of explained it to me. You know, she said, sometimes you may fall under attack by others. Well, I said, well... I'm going to just handle my business because I'm not going to have nobody, uh, you know, uh, just going to be, you know, bullying me or whatever. But sometimes you have to know the fights to fight and you got to allow God to intervene in things that you cannot even solve or that you don't even have control over. It took me a long time to learn that. Okay. I want to have that long suffering fruit. No matter what somebody said about me behind my back. No matter if they say it in my face, I'm going to step back and still take it. Take it. <laughs> take it like a champ. <laughs> I know some of you have seen some of those, um, I think Rocky. I, I saw how Rocky was in the, in, the, in, the, uh, uh, in, the, in the ring and he was just taking the blows, just taking the blows. Eventually he came back. 
but I want to be uh, um, my Rocky. I wanted to be Jesus Christ. He said, vengeance is mine. God said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Vengeance is mine. So sometimes when we try to correct things, when people have made us upset, we try to confront them and we make it worse than what it really is. It ends up sometimes like people getting killed in the process. And then you can't bring that person back and say, look, I'm sorry. I was angry. I fussed at you. I da 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 da. You should have walked away and say, you know what? This is not this is not the time nor the place. That's part of long suffering. Uh, uh, um, there's other things that's long suffering. Sometimes you you waiting for your blessing, but you gotta keep waiting for your blessing. And then there's gentleness. Everybody used to tell me you're just so nice, you're so kind, you're so this, and and it it kind of put me in mind of gentleness because I was so concerned about others, not wanting to hurt anyone else's feelings. Always had compassion for other people. I always let people go first before that before I do. It was almost as if I. It's just that playing that role of gentleness, having those good fruits, love. I've possessed love. I love people that don't even look like me. I love people that even talk about my my race of people. I still love them. I have to, because the Bible said, "Love thy enemy." <laughs> And that is hard to do. It is very hard. But if you want to be, if you want to have that tree full of fruit when Jesus come by to walk and maybe sup with you, you want to have those fruits hanging from that tree. You got to have that love for those that despitefully use you, persecute you, say all matter of evil against you. You still got to love. That's one thing my mother had talked about to us. You got to love them. I said, but mother, we had some issues that come up in my church that was so, it was against the family. And I told my mother, I said, y'all Christ-like, but I'm not. <laughs> I was not saved that then, okay? I thank God for my deliverance, all right? <laughs> I said, you and daddy are saved, but we're not, and we'll handle the business. <laughs> but. You know, when you put yourself in it, it doesn't turn out right. And it didn't turn out right. But one thing that did happen, uh, because the altercation that occurred, um, I was able to call everybody together that was involved and say, hey, we have to apologize to one another. That is one of the other fruits you got to be able to bear. You got to be able to forgive people. Because if you don't forgive, your Heavenly Father is not going to forgive you. And I always said, I don't want my Heavenly Father to turn his back on me and say, no, you did something a long time ago and you didn't forgive that person. I want you to think about it. <laughs> I want my Heavenly Father to forgive me in everything I do. Everything. And that is one of the things that keep people in anger because they don't know how to forgive. That is a fruit. It says, let me finish here before this, the program run out. Gentleness, goodness, faith. You got to have faith. Ooh. You got to have faith. And then it said meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Mm, those are the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. You got to have it. You have to have it. So let me finish reading that chapter. I'm going to go down to the 22nd verse. Uh, tw 20, yeah, the 22nd verse. The 21st verse says, Jesus answered and said unto them, 
This is where you get, this is where you got to really listen because this is what he's talking about. Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith and doubt not, ye should not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall, shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. In the fruits of the spirit, it said we gotta have faith that some of these things that come against us, it's gonna be moved. It's gonna it's gonna move, but we gotta allow God to handle it. We can't control it. We gotta allow God to handle it. And in the last verse, twenty second verse before we before we end, and it said, "And all things, all things, whatsoever ye ask, ask in prayer." Believing, this is where we, we get off. Believing, you shall receive. So where we get off at, we don't pray. After we ask, we got to pray about it. And then we must believe. And God is going to bless. I've had so many blessings in my life. It's, it's just blessing overload. But I want you to know, Make sure that your temple, this body, this body, this temple, is, is, it belongs to God. And when Jesus comes to sup with you, you want to make sure that it's bearing fruit, fruit, and the right fruit, okay? You don't want him to curse it and, and, and you never be <laughs> no more. You don't want to be withered away because there was no bearing fruit here. Make sure to check yourself. I have to always constantly check myself because I want to make sure that Evelyn's temple has enough fruit so when Jesus come by knocking on my door, I can just open it without any hesitation. Come on in and sup with me because I'm always needing to talk to Jesus. I'm always needing to say, Lord, uh, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> I have this, I have that. I know you don't heard it because I don't already ask and I've already prayed. And Lord, and I am believing, and I know you will supply. I know you will answer it, and I know that I'm going to receive it. Mm. So just believe it. Just believe and you receive it, and make sure your tree, your tree is trimmed with plenty of fruit on it. Okay? So there you have it from Lady Evelyn J., from Empowered and Joy, and go back and read it. Go back and read Matthews, the 21st chapter, and the, through the 18th through the 22nd verse. Read it for yourself. Understand it for yourself. If you don't understand it, ask God for wisdom to understand it. Believe me, I did it. And he's given me the understanding. So I'm thankful for that. And I want to thank God for my host, um, uh, Elder Cheryl Watts, for uh, allowing me to be here on Empowered and Joy. And tune in next week, next Monday evening again at 5 o'clock p.m. Central Time. God bless. Hey, y'all, what's going on? It's Devon Franklin. You're listening to Cheryl Boggs, Resting in His Word. That's the only place you need to be. Stay right here. Don't turn. God bless you. Hi, this is Pastor Marvin Winans, and you're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show. Enjoy. 
Hey, what's up? I'm Melvin Williams, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox here, and you're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word. Let's go. my hope my trust is in the lord it's in the name of the lord the name of the lord is a strong tower where the righteous can run in and find safety and be safe everybody wants to be safe we want to be safe i know i do 
Hallelujah. And it's good to be able to run into the name of the Lord. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and I'm about to introduce you to <laughs> Elder Brett Guilford. And he is going to take us for a walk in the Word. <clears throat> Good afternoon. I think Elder Brett. Hey, Elder Cheryl. How are you today? I'm doing well. I see you got your jacket on. It's a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm I'm up front, right? So it's right. kind of chilly up here. And I'm like, oh, well, let me just put a little something on so I don't turn a little popsicle up here. <laughs> Well, yeah, we don't we don't want that. No, nah, we don't want that. Yeah, it did get kind of it got kind of chilly. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, just that's the weather in Texas, though. You know, it could be 80 degrees, and then two days later, be some, you know, 28. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was because last Tuesday I was like, it is hot. Yep. And uh, and then yeah, but we're thankful because what do we yeah. say here? The on the Cheryl Boggs show. S-O-N, shine on the inside. Shine on the inside. I told that to a guy today. I was like, I said, man, you know, it doesn't matter what the weather is like outside because the S-O-N is shining big on the inside of me. And that's all that matters. Did you yeah. tell him that I came up with that? I mean, no, I didn't I tell him that you came up with once. that. <laughs> well, you know, after a couple of times, you know, you know, I got it from the Lord. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that, is it? It's like uh, yeah, no, it was all good, but you know, and, and, and but you know, that's my. I'll tell somebody about it. that's my whole outlook. Yeah, that's my whole outlook. It's it's like I I don't have nothing to be complaining about. I was, God has placed me in the position I'm in, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like people don't have half as much as I do. Right. And right. so for me, for God to have blessed me with what I have, man, I am, I'm grateful, man. I'm great. I will not complain. I will not complain because, no, because I've been less than what I have now. Okay. Because <laughs> it's not based on, I think, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. we're thankful that we have a roof over our head. Yeah. And, and shoes on our feet and uh clothes on our back and you know the jacket that you got on praise yeah. the lord um <laughs> but it's it's more than that it's yeah. the peace of god that passes yep. all understanding that yeah. oh let me be a spiritual and girds up the loins of our minds <laughs> well that's what the bible says you know yeah. um it, I mean, the the word of God um, is is like having that warm blanket, you know, wrapped around you that mm -hmm. that that you can just rest in because you can yes. rest in His word, you know. You can, and you know, the thing about it is, is that you know, as we lurk going, lurk go, gird up the loins of our minds, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. we do that with the word of God. And because we do it with the word of God, that's what, for me, it changes my perception mm -hmm. about a lot of things so that, you know, I right. can, I don't have to be, you know, one of the things I, I was thinking about earlier today, Elder, is how 
you know, when we, because we have a relationship with, because we have accepted Jesus as Lord of our life, it's more than just fire insurance. You know, it's, it's about the relationship that I have with Jesus Christ that money came by. And, and I'm telling you, and, and I searched, I spent a lot of money and I wasted a lot of, I wasted a lot of time finding something that I, when I found it, it was so freely given that um, I was like, wow, I was in the chase. I was chasing after, after something like this. And mm-hmm. then, and then I chased after it so long until he caught me. Okay. <laughs> until he <laughs> caught me. And, but, you know, it, but I had, to, I had to go through that to get to this point. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had to go through that to get to this. Well, here's the thing. I love what, you know, what, what you're saying. I was talking mm-hmm. to my brother, one of my brothers and, you know, he had stopped smoking. And then he was dealing with, you know, he said, oh, man, I'm dealing with this situation. And and the thought came to me, you know, to go smoke a cigarette. And I'm going, and how is that going to help the situation? Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. you do have to have something to replace yes. that. Yes. You know, I'm glad he, you know, he was talking to me and he didn't mm-hmm. do that. I'm going, that's not the answer. You know, the answer would be in the thing that's going to give you peace. Yes. And that's the word of God. Is that what you're yeah, saying? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because, it, and, and I go through the same struggles. <clears throat> it, it's not as often now as it used to be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back when I first, when I first got, got clean and sober, you know, the thought would be like, you know what, man, uh, one of those, that'd be right on time, man. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you know, be right on time. I remember Richard Pryor had a joke that he was saying when he first came, when he first, like, after he got off of drugs, he was saying how when his cocaine pipe told him, come on, Rich, just keep me full. <laughs> I'm the only one that understands you. <laughs> you, know? you know, and I was like, nah. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It wasn't worth it, you know? Well, that is amazing because I've heard that. They were like, it just kind of calls to you. And you know, you know how silly I am. I'm like, don't answer. Just don't (laughs) answer. You know, because I mean, I'm thinking that once you do it once, I mean, after you've been off it for a while, yeah. See, I don't know. I'm talking about something I don't know. I don't know that's, if that's yeah. why people overdose accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is that is that what happens? It depends on depends on your drugs because a lot of them, you know, they want to pick up where they left off. You know, but and and, and you and you don't you, you you don't start from the beginning. You pick up where you left off, but it's it's worse because it has advanced. Wow. And so you know, it's it's like you know, I, I was thinking about um the other day, there was a guy I was at a meeting once, and the guy told me he he meant to tell everybody, and he had been around for a while, and went back out there, and came back, mm. and went back out again, and came back, and he's at the meeting, and he had just got back, and he was saying it wasn't like he thought it was gonna be, wow, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I need to hear that, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, you know, because the enemy, he'll tell you, he will dress it up. He'll say, you know what, man, just one, mm-hmm. just one. You know, we had a saying that one is too many and a thousand is never enough. It's never enough. Never enough. And see, so you know what, Cheryl, the thing about it is if you're standing on, 
on a train track, mm-hmm. it ain't the caboose that's going to get you. Okay? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first car. Be that first car. <laughs> right. First car. You know? Right. And so. And the rest you know, of them just going to run over you. you yeah, just, just run over you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so I take that, you know, and because when, because the enemy will try to play tricks with my mind, you know, man, you know, it's been so long, you know, and now they have made marijuana legal, man. And look, and look at the that picture, look, look, look at the picture that, you know, and you don't you remember and blah, 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 blah. And I say, but you know what? Alcohol is legal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I don't drink, you know, and yeah. I don't want that anymore because that's just going to lead to other things. And I had to tell myself that, remember that everything that came after that was, this is just a little bit better smoking weed. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit better smoking weed. So I remember, no, not today. I'm good. So it it does depend on how do you say it, your drug of choice. Because the same thing, if a man has an addiction and he used to sleep with all kind of women, and mm. then he, you know, he says, you know, I'm gonna be celibate until God brings that, you know, that person into my life, or he's married and I'm sure those thoughts come, man, you could just go out and do this. Mm, so the thoughts come on whatever level. <laughs> and the Bible tells us that we are tempted and drawn away by our own lust. Yes. Like, yes. you know, he's not going to, you know, bring mm. me something that that I don't like because it's right. not going to tempt me, you know, but he would bring he will bring to us. So what what the point of all of this is. Mm-hmm. You have to, here we go again. What, look up the word gird. I think gird up the loins of your mind. Gird I think it's, it's, it's more like the yeah. renewing, because I've said that twice. Mm-hmm. It's more like renewing your mind, you know, and, and realizing it. And, and you know how me, I'm like, the enemy will bring, you know, thoughts and different things to me. And I, I'm a big circle person. So I'll be like, Okay, well, it'll start here, and then, mm. dun, and and by the time I get back to the, you know, to where I started that circle, I'm like, oh, that's not worth it. No. I mean, done yeah. that, been there, done that. That's mm-hmm. that's that's not worth it. And um, so the thoughts will come, yeah. the urges will be mm-hmm. there, but they you will. have to get in your mind and be like, look, been there, done that, um, <clears throat> and. I'm not going back to that again. And then no. you do have to talk to yourself and mm. and 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 come to that conclusion. This is I'm not going yeah. back there. Yeah, cuz and, and and it's like, you know, I I I'm 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 like like yeah, you know, I take I take the, the thought full circle and I'd be like, "Okay, well, if it was so good, so good now, why mm. did I leave it back then?" Exactly. Why did <laughs> I even leave? Good. If now That's it's supposed good. to be so fantastic, you know what? Right. Right? No, you know, it, it, I wouldn't trade what I have today for that. You know, the not, pleasures not of sin is just for a season. It's just for a season, yeah. And when it's finished, it brings forth death because, yeah. you know, after you smoke that cigarette or take that drink, then you're mm-hmm. either going to be guilty and then take another drink because you're guilty mm-hmm. or take another toke. Is it called a toke? What is that? A I snort? Don't sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, don't let the, don't let the school face move you. Uh, but I'm thankful 
you know, that yeah. that that God was merciful, you know, mm-hmm. in in my life. Cause yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to go to AA though. Yeah. A A A or A B C. Yeah, for real. But it was just as bad, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I was just really thankful. Cause at yeah. a young age, mm-hmm. you know, um I was, you know, doing that. What they say is legal now. But yeah. when I grew up, they were saying, just say no. And, and now yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> never had it. But mm-hmm. it at the end of the day, you know, you still have to you still have to renew your mind and yeah. you have to say, I love what you say all the time, that your life today is better. And you would not yes. trade it, mm-hmm. you know, to go back to the pleasures of sin. Now, you know, people have been strung out and been um, to AA. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'm not going to tell your whole testimony again. But I love the fact that you went to AA. Is It, it was AA, AA right? and NA, yeah. Mm-hmm. AA and NA. And mm-hmm. then you fell back. Yeah. But you didn't give up. You went back to rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Am I saying that right? You Yeah, yeah, cuz well, you know, cuz well, I did two stints. <laughs> I, did, I did I did one and then um and then um and when I fell off and I went back in, then after I came back went came back out, you know, I interrupted my clean time a couple of times. But the last time that I did, man, I'm telling you, that was the worst few hours of my life and I just I just did one and I and it took me a long time to get back to get back and, and I remember there was this guy named Will at one of the meetings. He said, What you did, man, is you broke your spiritual connection. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so I had to work hard to get, get that back to the point that where I'm at now, man, for me to break that, it, it has to be it, it's almost like how Jesus felt. When he was eternally separated from God, it's like, man, that was just the worst feeling. Yeah. That I was like, wow, you know, I, I don't ever want to feel that again. I'm good. Oh, so you went back twice? I went. I've been through treatment twice. Okay. Yeah, in, in, in 1984, and then um, I did 28 days. I think it was 28 days, and then in 1985, I did 41 days. <laughs> July, June and, 8th to and July. And that was 19th. the one that took. That's the one that took. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sick and tired. So I thought. <laughs> and and it's been thirty five years now. Thirty six, going on thirty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so God, uh, God definitely mm-hmm. yeah. um, can can transform a life, whether yes. it be, um, you know, an alternative mm-hmm. lifestyle, whether I mean God, I mean He's able. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. There is a God that mm-hmm. can help you. And that, mm-hmm. you know, um, that blood of Jesus is just powerful. It's still, it's it's still, still and yeah. it can help. I mean, mm-hmm. and like, you know, like you were saying, it wasn't an overnight thing. You have yeah. to um, continue to renew your mind, continue to read the word, continue to say, God, I don't want to be like this. You continue to say i want to change i mm-hmm. want to be and um watch and, this and it, all you have to do is want to be and yeah. god will 
he'll do his part. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is that oh, so so now that I've now that I've done that, hey, I like that, Janelle. Congratulations. I'm telling you, and you can do this. You can do that. And, and once you once you've gone through that, and once you get here, you know, you have to maintain it. Yeah, you do. You have to. I have to maintain what I got. You know, yeah. I have I have to keep doing what I do. And I was talking to um, my therapist and we were talking about how, you know, after you've been around for a while, the whole point of it is, is that you may, excuse me, you maintain relationship with God and you right. help others. Yeah. Because, because that's what, that's what the whole, whole 12 step program is all about. And I was talking, we, I was talking to somebody, we were talking about, um, it was in school of ministry. I was, I was teaching a class and I was telling them about atheists and about how the 12 step program is designed, you know, that's where to get the higher power. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's God as you understand. And because the atheist and the agnostic have an opportunity to be, to get sober, get clean and sober. And the thing about it is, is that you can't, you, you, you can't, you, you can't beat atheists over the head with a book and they will not believe that there is a God. But and the thing that's so ironic about it, elder, is that they're living first century Christianity principles. <laughs> because that's what the 12 steps are. First, it was started by a Christian group called the Oxford Group. 12, from AA, 12, first century Christianity. If you read Paul's epistles, because I did that when I was, when I first got clean and I was, and I was reading, I was like, that's in the Bible. No, that's in the program. But that's in the program. The program talks to, I'm like, I saw the relationship, you know? And, and so that's what gets me is like, and I, and I can't tell you how many of my friends that <clears throat> they have gone into, came into the program and have gone into the ministry. Wow. They've gone into the ministry, you know? And, and if, even if they didn't go into the ministry, they are devoted to church. They are devoted to a relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. They are devoted. I mean, it's there's so nothing. It, it, there's nothing like it. I mean, you yeah, can't you can't get high enough. You know, the peace mm-hmm. of God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. Um, that I mean, just the peace and joy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is is enough for me yes. because mentally, with everything that's going on around, I mean, people mm-hmm. losing their minds, and yeah. um, you know, you just shoot somebody on a bus. Um, there has to be something that, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't click over or clicked over, you know, in your mind. And there has to be, here I go again, something that anchors you, something yes. that stabilizes mm-hmm. you. And drugs and alcohol and sex, and it does not do it. No. You know, okay, I'm going to tell you something funny. So I was watching this show. <laughs> watching this show and the little girl it ain't it's funny but it's not funny but i'm saying this is how i keep myself sane so she woke up she woke up beside this man you know all he did was tell her she was pretty and then they had a drink and next thing you know she wake up the next morning but what's funny was the look on her face when she had no idea what she did last night and she was like <gasps> I thought to myself, man, I never want to be in that situation. Yeah. So 
that's something that you 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 know when somebody's talking to you oh you're so pretty oh you know this mm -hmm. that and the other uh, i'm speaking from this course i can speak from mm -hmm. the woman's stand the woman's standpoint you know you have you have to look beyond that you got to say you know what i got to wake up tomorrow morning yeah. And I have to keep myself because number one, I don't know who this joker is. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, so that's the kind of self-talk yeah, that I'm saying, yeah. you know, that you have to do. And it was just funny because of the look on her face. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can't believe this just happened. And um, and so I was like, I think if more people, if we took more time, I guess, mm -hmm. to evaluate the temptation how about that when it says you know go when the crack pipe calls mm -hmm. yeah you know, you'd be like ah no send them the voicemail or when the mm -hmm. alcohol you know calls um and be wise it was yeah. like you didn't go to aa and and become a christian and then decide you have a bar ministry a bar ministry yeah yeah <laughs> you didn't go into the bar every day yeah. because you know you have to um make your you know you have to be prepared for that and if god if god doesn't call you into that yeah. he may call you to testify right. outside but I, if i was yeah. once alcoholic yeah, i ain't going in there right because you have to you have to remove yourself from the environment Exactly. So, you know, because and I learned that the hard way, because the first time in treatment, you know, when I came, you know, I did everything they said not to do. You yeah. know, I, I I went to the bar because I'm I'm a I'm a sub up my buddies. They we go do this thing together, man. Please, do you know how many orange juice and grenadine with a, with a cherry and a straw, the little the little thing you can drink before I told the bartender, give me a Heineken. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was back off to the races. I didn't know you had, let me see, orange juice, grenadine, with a cherry, and little, you know, the little umbrella uh, uh, little thing you put in there. Yeah. I did the, um, what is that, cherry juice or grenadine and uh, and Sprite. Isn't that like a Shirley Temple? Shirley Temple, or something? yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. With, 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 a, with a pretty glass. <laughs> yeah. While but, the jukebox but, playing blues. You know. But that's a temptation. That that yeah. is an unnecessary temptation. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. what they tell you. You know, they tell you you have to change your playground, your mm -hmm. playmates, and your playthings. Yeah. And that's what you I had do. to do. I, yeah. I had to separate myself from all that. And I, I, I've shared it before about how on Fridays when they were when, when my coworkers when they were, I could see that the excitement on their face on payday Friday. But they were yeah. they were off to the races, you know, and I and I got in the car by myself and I was going home, change clothes, and I was going to a meeting to be able to hook up with my friend. But what they were doing, it, it had a momentary flash of appealing. And I'm like, I'm nah, sure. uh uh, nah, I'm I, I'm I'm going and hang out with my friends in program. And and that's what I had to do. I had to I had to I found new friends and then what it is is that like minded people. Mm -hmm. like-minded people who are doing yeah. the same thing that I want to do, you know, because I, because I had never, when I, when I went into treatment, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember my first meeting, it was, it was, uh, June 15th, 1985. It was a Saturday. And, um, I went to treatment on Saturday, June 8th. And in the following Saturday, they had a, um, uh, a, a meeting and uh, at, the, at the hospital, 
And that was the first time that I heard somebody say that they had been smoking cocaine and they weren't smoking it anymore. And I was, and I was like, okay, so tell me more. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Tell me more. Because I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear, how'd you do it? Mm-hmm. How'd you do it? And, and that was, and, and that, and uh, I remember, I remember that first meeting and, and, um, they had these t-shirts that said hugs, not drugs. <laughs> okay. Hugs, not drugs. And that's, and that's what they do it in a, they all about hugs. Give me a hug. And it took me a while to get used to guys hugging me. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's but talk about honestly, that t-shirt though. Let's talk about that five minutes with God. Yeah. Hey, five minutes with God. You know, Elder Box, this is it. This is the ticket. This is this is the morning ticket. Five minutes with God. It's a book that I wrote. It's called okay. It's a 365-day daily devotional. You can get a copy, a signed copy. Go to my website at www.botvm.com, Branch Divine Ministry, and get yourself a signed copy. Um, I will sign it and mail it off to you today. And I'm telling you, every Monday morning, we do it at 6 a.m. Central Time on Facebook and YouTube. We do it. And you can get a T-shirt. I got links to my, where you can get your (laughs) T-shirt. And then Wednesdays, we do Bible study on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. So follow me. I'm on all social media platforms. Yes, do that. Five Minutes with God, yeah. Brett Guilford, B-O-T-V-M.com. Man, well, thank you so flies. much. You know, it just, it just flies. We, I need another 30 minutes, Elder Boggs. <laughs> okay, we'll work on that. We'll work on All that. right, well, thank you, you so much. All right, you have we'll a good one. On the Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, bye-bye. I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word, heard live here every Monday from starting at 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network. Don't go anywhere because after the break, my guest, Pastor Teresa M. Cooper, is going to be joining me with her new book called Hello Monday. My Testimony is the latest CD by Cheryl Boggs, featuring the hit single, Some Trust, powerful worship songs such as In Your Presence and Holy Spirit Breathe, and there's a throwback song, I Thank You. Download your copy of My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs today at CherylBoggs.com, iTunes, CD Baby, and all digital outlets. You'll find your testimony in My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs. Hi, this is Cheryl, and I'd like to tell you about my song, Tumble. I hear shackles rattling, foot stomps and hands are clapping, Jericho's walls are crashing, tumbling, tumbling. The story of Tumble is a story of victory on the horizon, but hasn't taken effect yet. The walls haven't quite come down, but you can see the cracking taking place. And the process is beginning. The battle is still raging, but victory is within your grasp. Tumble by Cheryl Boggs featuring The Outcry is available for download on all digital platforms. Download.
download your copy today. If you're looking for an easy listening praise and worship CD with a fresh sound and anointing, then this is the CD for you. Pure Worship from My Heart to His by Cheryl Boggs. Pure Worship will inspire you and bring a level of peace and the presence of God to you wherever you are. For more information, you may visit my website at www.cherylboggs.com. Also available on iTunes and cdbaby.com. What's up? It's your man Montel Jordan, and this is how we do it. You listen to my girl Cheryl Boggs, and we're resting in his word. Hey, what's up? This is Royce Lovett, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. What's up, family? This is your boy, Pastor Marlon Locke from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to Cheryl Boggs, Resting in His Word. Hey, everybody. I'm Heather Kyle Walker, and you're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word. Hey, what's up? I'm Melvin Williams, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs.
Yes, yes, everything is going to be all right. Look at, even if you have to look yourself in the mirror and things are chaotic and all around you, you got to say, everything is going to be all right. Why? Because all things work together for good to them that love God, those who are the called according to his purpose. And what's going to be able to separate us from the love of God? Nothing. And you, you know, you, you, you've got to renew your mind with the word of God and, and says that no weapon formed against me is going to be able to prosper. The weapon may form, but it's not going to prosper. The Bible also says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. There is power. There's a renewing. When you get this word of God in your uh, your eye gate, your ear gate, let it come out of your mouth. There's a joy, there's a peace. He says, if you keep your mind stayed on him, that he will keep you in perfect peace and lean not to your own understanding. See what I'm saying? The word of God is powerful. It is so powerful. It is alive and it can make all the difference in the world. Am I saying to you that every chaotic thing that happens is going to just poof? Like an I dream a genie going away? No. What I am saying is that you don't have to lose your mind. You don't have to trip out and you don't have to feel as if you're never going to make it and you're never going to come out. Because when you start speaking faith, when you start speaking that word, I'm telling you, faith begins to rise. And, you know, Hebrews 11 tells us, it says, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You may not be able to see it, but when you begin to speak it and you begin to 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 uh, quote the word of God, there's a peace that passes all understanding. God makes all things beautiful in its time. God, you said, you, you know, Jesus said, I, I, I'm a friend that sticks closer than, than a brother. I'm going to be there. Um when you start speaking that faith begins to rise and the situation in the mountain may still be there but then you quote the scripture that says i could speak to the mountain and the mountain has to move see what i'm saying that's what i mean when i say renew your mind that's what i mean by keeping the word of god in your mouth speaking it speaking the word only you know not all the negative oh no none of that speak the word of god and you may have to practice it you may have to practice and come to I mean, you know, depending on the situation, could be a situation that, uh, you know, takes a little extra. But the word of God, it does work. All right. I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word. Heard here live every Monday, starting at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. in 6 p.m. Eastern. Well, I'm excited about my uh, special guest today. Let me bring her on and give her a proper introduction. Hello, Pastor Teresa. Hello, hello, my friend. <laughs> how, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm, it's good to be here with you today. I am happy that you are here. And um, wow. I, I can't even remember how many years <laughs> that we go back. But you it's know, Cheryl, we, we go way back. You know, we were uh, young girls. Uh, well, you were a little little older than me, but yes. we were still young. We were still. Uh-huh. I was probably a teenager. You were probably in your twenties. And oh, uh, we met. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we go way back. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay. So um, you have been, I always like to start with, uh, you know, just the backstory. Yeah. So you accepted Jesus Christ at an early age and what they say, you've been running for Jesus ever since? For a long time. Me and Jesus. <laughs> Real tight. <laughs> yes, uh, I like to say that he rescued me. Um, and, you know, he literally changed the trajectory of my life. I know I wouldn't probably be where I am today if he didn't uh, rescue me. And so, yes, uh, I accepted the Lord at an early age. Um, I, it was a prayer I prayed when I was in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Okay. I know my mom had moved us, her four daughters, to Lagos, Nigeria. And I'll never forget it. I prayed a prayer to God in the bathroom saying, if you get us out of here, if you get us back to the U.S. of A. Right, right. I'll serve you for the rest of my life. <laughs> and uh, he did exactly that. And then after I was, you know, being a teenager... He uh, reminded me, do you remember the prayer you prayed and what you asked and what I did? Well, I'm, I'm coming for that prayer. And um, I went to a, a little storefront church and I gave my, my life to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He's so, I, I, I love the Lord. He's so faithful. He is. And, and it's almost like he waited for you. I mean, you know, that 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 is awesome and that's love and and the love of jesus is i think not expressed as much today in messages you know as it should be because it was the love of god that drew us it was the love of god that keeps us you know um absolutely and you know i think about how that um he answered the prayer I conveniently forgot about the prayer and uh, he didn't just rush up on me. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. waited for the right time and uh, he just whispered and said, do you remember? And, and I remembered that. And I remembered my grandma always telling me that it was better to not make a vow to the Lord than to make a vow to the Lord and then take it back. And it was as clear as I'm talking right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and I said, okay. So I went to church, still not sure. You know, I'm, I'm going to church, but I'm not saying I'm going to answer the altar call. But he puts everything together so masterfully, as he always does. And mm-hmm. I responded. And, um, yeah, and it, it literally changed my life. And do you agree? We're going to get into the book. But do you agree <clears throat> that having the Lord uh, in your life, with all the ups and downs and and um, things that are going on, uh, that made a big did that make a big difference in your life having the Lord? Absolutely, because at that time my immediate family was in chaos. My immediate family um, was not going to church, didn't know the Lord. Um, it was just in a, a really a, a difficult space. And so for me to even uh, respond and even to have a mind uh, to even want to go to church when everything around me was, was totally opposite of that was just really the sovereignty of God and, and um, his divine hand. 
uh, because he knew my end, be, you know, before the beginning. So he, he knew, he saw me today, you know, as a, a, a 14 year old girl, a 13, I, was, I, I think I was in eighth grade. Can you believe that? Um, but he saw me at eighth grade, but he saw me today at 50 something, you know, yes. even as I was in eighth grade, I had no idea. I, I lived in California. Now I'm in, you know, Louisiana. Um, but he knew exactly what he wanted uh, to, uh, what he had purposed in my life and what he wanted to pull out of my life. And, it, and he started early. And I, it's so weird because I was just at my, my dad's house and I was looking at all the pictures and it just kind of hit me, you know, after all, uh, I mean, just hundreds of pictures. And I said to my dad, I looked as a little girl, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, that age, I always looked unhappy. I was like, why am I, I'm not, I can't find a picture where I was smiling. Why wasn't I happy? You know, and, I, and he actually didn't have an answer. He kind of sort of, but he did it. You know, our parents, you know, they have a different version of what happened than the actual children. But he couldn't really answer me, but he was like, yeah, it was rough, you know? Cause they were, they were young, a young couple, you know, African-American couple trying to be successful and be first college grads in their families in the Valley of California, you know, and here they got two children at the same time, you know? And so they were having their experience. And I think we felt some of the, the blowback from that. We didn't, we, were, we weren't experiencing the fruit of it. The harvest of it was going to be enormous. But until they got to the harvest, we were actually, you know, just being drugged through it almost. And I think wow. that um, the Lord knew that and he knew um, that I was going to need him. And so, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. That's powerful because, yes, like they always say, it could have been another way. Most it definitely. could have gone another way. So this move from California to Shreveport, Louisiana, um, Yes. When when you made that transition, <laughs> did you feel like at first that maybe you all had made a mistake and you didn't hear God? Or did you say, okay, we're out here, God, and we out here on faith? Uh, no, it was very, it was one of those those um, pivotal moments. It was kind of like that, that childhood prayer was pivotal. Um, mm -hmm. Us moving from California to Louisiana was very pivotal. It was like a monumental moment. Um, and, it, and he made it very clear. I, when I say clear, it's as clear as um, my husband's in Alabama, I'm in California, and if you believe in, uh, you know, prophetic dreams, I literally have a, um, an open vision where I'm kind of like in between, I'm asleep, but I'm woke, and right. I see a freeway sign that says Shreveport, wow. and I'm like, okay. So I tell my husband, on your way back from Alabama, I saw a freeway sign that says Shreveport. See if you locate it. When you do, stop and pray because I think that's probably the place that God's going to send us. And so he's like, okay. And sure enough, he saw the sign. Um, he stopped. He stopped off of Hearn Avenue at a gas station on Hearn. And I want to say, I don't want to say Hearn and Joella, but it was off of Hearn. It's really a real popular um, freeway exit right by the, the fairgrounds 
Okay. So he gets out and he says, immediately when his, when his foot hit the ground, the Lord said, this is the place. And he just began to speak to him. So that's how we got here. I mean, so we, we did go on a vision and on a word because we didn't right. know anybody. But we knew for sure because we had been praying for like six months where we, our heart was to go to Arizona, you know, and uh, we wanted to stay really far and clear from the South. And, um, but we ended up where, you know, where he wanted us yeah. to be. So, yeah. So what's the name of the church, the address and give a yeah. shout out to Bishop John Cooper. Uh, the name of the church is new creation family church. And we are located at 8410 Kingston road, a beautiful campus. That the Lord has blessed us with. And, uh, we've been there now for, it'll be 30 years, Cheryl, uh, next, next January. And, and next March, um, that the church has been literally existing for 30 years. Can you believe it? You see my mouth. I'm going, really? Why? <laughs> no, it, it, in a lot of ways, it still feels like it was just yesterday. But um, the Lord has been good to us, and we still call this our promised land. And uh, mm -hmm. our kids, when they were growing up, they were like, when I turn 18, I'm out of there. I'm going back to California. And uh, they're way past 18, and they love Louisiana. They love the community that we, you know, we built, and that they built. And um, so this is our home. And of course, like most African Americans, you, you know, you, you find out later that you have deeper roots than you thought you had, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it turns out we had family here that we got to meet, you know, along the way and get reintroduced to. And, um, because they had a big migration, you know, from from Louisiana to California or to Chicago or, you know, the places. So, right. um, yeah, so that's what we've been doing. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about the pastor, Teresa. We've yes. talked about the little girl that gave her life to the Lord. <laughs> so when did the Teresa Cooper, the author, when did that happen? Well, you know, um, I, I don't remember the, the, the date exactly, but um, over the years, different ones, different prophets and just different people that, you know, would come and just pour into our lives. They would say, there's a book in you. The Lord wants you to write a book, you know, and I just smile and say, oh, yeah, you know, that's a wonderful thought. You know what I mean? I think I could do that, you know, but then life you know, happens and you're just doing life. And so um, it got to a place to where if you've ever had one of those words where it's like it's on repeat, yeah. you know, they keep saying the same thing and you're like looking internally saying, OK, but God, I don't know how you're going to how are you going to get me to that? Get it out of me point. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I can say, yes, I received the word. OK, I could actually visualize that I could be an author, but I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't, I just don't know. And it got to a point where two things happened, Cheryl. The first one was, I'm really good at helping other people accomplish their goals and get them to the finish line. And um, it was really safe for me. Um, but when it came to myself, I kind of struggled with, with anything that I wanted to do for myself, I would get stuck. And I was like, I need someone to help me do for me what I do for other people. And that wasn't yeah. happening. And so um, I was dealing with those two dynamics, that and then then I started getting older and then it 
it got louder, like, you know, wait, hold up. I'm helping everybody. <laughs> right. So I got to stop this, this world and stop this spinning and sit down and figure out what it is that I want to do for myself uh, so that I can leave something in the earth that says I was here or, you know, to expand uh, the voice that God's given me. Because at that point, I'd helped my husband write four or five books. And um, somewhere in the middle of that, I saw, well, if I can help him write his books and help him self-publish. And, you know, I'm, do I'm doing what, what I feel like I'm anointed to do, which is help other people. I'm like, well, why can't I just help myself? And so right. um, I had this last prophetic warning. I, I called it a warning because it was for the first time the Lord said it to me. He repeated what he was saying, but he repeated it a little stern. And it wasn't, you know, all sweet and Abba. It was like, look, girl, get this book out, you know? And so yeah. I said, okay, the only way I'm going to do this is I need inspiration. I need um, atmosphere. That's how my life works. So I told my husband, I need to get away. I need two weeks. I think I could push this book out in two weeks if I'm all alone and if I'm focused. And so he took me to Oklahoma and dropped me off. Okay. <laughs> and he dropped me off with a, a son and daughter of the Lord at their home. They didn't have children yet. And so I just sat in, in their home in this little bedroom off to the side. And I just literally wrote every day. And I asked the Lord for a plan. I said, you know, Lord, you got to show me how to do this. I've never done this before. But if you give me a plan, I'll follow it. And so what he did was is he, he said, Teresa, write about what you absolutely know for sure. And so mm -hmm. I said, okay, right, I'm going to write that down. And so I thought, well, what do I absolutely know for sure? Um, what's, what do I absolutely know for sure that I've already processed, that I've already lived through, that, I, that I've already been delivered from? What do I absolutely know for sure? And then um, he said, write your, name your chapters before you write. I'm like, okay. So then I, I could come up with the names. Mm -hmm. um, I decided I'm, I'm writing to um, men and women, but specifically to women. And these women are multi-dimensional women. They're doing more than one thing at one time. They don't have a lot of time. They're readers, but they don't, you know, they got half a book here, half a book there. So I'm going to write seven chapters because I can get their attention with seven chapters. And so right. I kind of had this outline and it worked and it worked well for me. And so I, my first book was called Conquering Your Day. And what I knew, yes, absolutely for sure, what I knew was was that I was not a morning girl, Cheryl. I remember. And the fact that I was not a morning girl made me cranky. I was not, you know, get morning sunshine. That was not happening. That was not my world. And so I wrote about seven principles that I absolutely know for sure that work for you to conquer your day. And so I talk about joy. I talk about resting. Um, I talk about fear. Um, I talk about faith and I talk about worship um, I just give them seven principles that will help you to conquer your day every day and just really owning your story and so um, it's it's I want to say it's a little bit autobiography because I, I share a lot of stories about my life and about you know raising kids my husband and stuff like that so this was my first book yeah. yay <laughs>
And just so you all know, the church 30 years uh, old, but you guys have been married for... We will be married 37 just in January. I know, 37 years. Um, yeah, so we, we've, we've done everything uh, young. Mm -hmm. We've done everything fully. Um, yeah. as, when I say fully, I mean we gave, we, he rescued not just me, but he rescued my husband. And yeah. when he, we, so we both literally, we said, you know, Jesus, we give you our life, you know. Right. right. He said, Jesus, we make us the curse breakers. We want to be the curse breakers in our family. And so, um, yeah, so with that, we've been married 37. It's hard for me to, I, when I say it, it's like, oh my gosh. I, I can't believe it, but it. But to be honest, Cheryl, uh, when someone's your friend, and when someone is your life partner, and like you guys yeah. are really, you you have the, the same vision, and you you're working towards the same outcome, um, it really does feel like it was yesterday. Like it really is. How how has it been? Thirty seven. I don't. Right. You know what I mean? And when, when I say, and we've been through every stage, we've lost a million dollars. We've lost a business. You know what I mean? We've yeah. been bankrupt. Um, right. You know, we've raised our kids. We they, they both have college degrees. You know, now we are, you know, grandparents. There's five. So when I say 37, I'm not saying it's all been roses and loveliness. Right. Um, right. We've, we've had life's struggles, you know? Um, but the Lord has been good Amen. and he's been faithful and he's, um, he's preserved us. And there was a time, Cheryl, when I was embarrassed, um, where, where the enemy would make you feel embarrassed that for my life, I've known one man my whole life. Cause you know, everyone gets up and they tell these salacious stories, right. you know, and, or they were knocked in the eye or they were, and I don't have those stories. I don't have, uh, it, my my story is a little different, and the Lord reminded me. He said, "Someone has to say that God is a preserver. Someone's yeah. got to tell the story that God can keep you, that God can satisfy you." You know, mm -hmm. and so um, I stopped being ashamed of that, and I started telling it more because people need to know that God can sanctify you and keep you. That you know what I mean? That a man could actually really love you and never hit you. He can really love you and be in love with you, and you guys don't have to step outside of your marriage to find exactly. that. You know what I mean? That passion yes. and that drive uh, for one another. And so, yeah. So it's been 37 years, and uh, we're still having fun. And that makes all the difference. Absolutely. So you had the first book, and yes. then, and then I wrote the second book called Hello Monday. Uh -huh. And I guess, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of going this way. Hello, Monday, Courage That Conquers Mountains. And um, I, I, when I wrote this, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with a, a rule, a theme here, because I'm always talking about courage. Because sometimes uh, it, it can appear that it's easy. That's just like everything that I said. It appears that it, it could be easy. But there was a lot of heartache. And there was a lot of loneliness. Um, and we moved 3,000 miles away from all of our family, you know, and uh, we had to build something and raise our children. 
they didn't have grandparents that lived locally or aunties or uncles. There were, there were no babysitters, you know, yeah. uh, because we weren't around our family and we didn't allow our children to go with, you know, church people or members or, you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I, I, I see that I'm writing a lot about courage, taking courage, because it's gonna take courage uh, to conquer, whether it's your day. Um, this book is about conquering um, a persistent obstacle, something that's gonna show up maybe 365 days, that it might be your thorn in the flesh. You might be like a Paul, that this is something that you're gonna wrestle with for the rest of your life. Well, how do you have courage to overcome that? And, yeah. and so I, I take uh, 10 chapters and I talk about um, the courage that you're gonna need and the principles that you're gonna need um, to conquer this mountain. And so, you know, the, the metaphor is it's a mountain. Um, I, if I'm gonna, I'm either gonna speak to the mountain to move or mm -hmm. I'm gonna climb the mountain and stand mm -hmm. on top of this mountain. I'm gonna not just survive, but God's gonna give me everything I need to live and to thrive in this environment if that's his will, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, Hello Monday uh, takes you on this journey. My um, persistent obstacle was Monday. It was literally the Monday. I mean, like Monday was my mohill. Monday was my big mountain. It went from every day to I'm conquering this everyday thing, but then I got stuck on Monday. Okay. And, you know, and so I think Monday was attached to um, our pastoring. You know, once you started, most pastors know, you know, you, 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 you're Elijah, you're calling down fire, you know, you're fighting Jezebel and you're, you know, doing all these great exploits for the Lord on Sunday, but Monday's coming, you know? Yeah. And Monday was really as a administrative pastor, because that's what I've been doing for the last 30 years, being an administrative pastor um, over all of the departments within um, the ministry. Monday was my thorn. It was my, oh my gosh, and how am I gonna do this? You know, it started off fun, but then, you know, like I said, we're 30 years in, somewhere at 15, I'm like, oh my God, Monday is unbearable. And because that's when all the real work starts, starts phone calls, yeah. emails, the payroll, just the whole, the business side of the ministry. If it was just, if I was maybe the average pastor's wife, or I just was a homemaker or just the wife, not to say that that's not a job, but if we weren't working together in ministry, can you imagine that, Cheryl? We've been married 36 years, and we've also been co-pastoring together for 30. Prior to pastoring, we were itinerant revival evangelists, so we traveled together. So we were not doing eight hours and then coming home. We, we were like doing a lot together right. for 24 hours every day. <laughs> And that's a miracle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that literally, it takes divine grace. It, it has to be ordained by God. And I'd say to him often, we're, baby, we are a miracle. We're a miracle. Definitely. Well, before we move on, I want to, 
I want to visit, I want to revisit something that you said because I, I was very powerful. Everything you're saying is powerful, but you mentioned about <clears throat> not being ashamed, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, of, you know, of you not, you know, you only knowing one man and, right. you, know, you know, this and the other. But I want to speak to someone that's listening that says, you know, hey, I've been married for 20 years, still don't have any children. And <clears throat> there is a, a shame, you know, that that comes with that. We want to release you from that today. Absolutely. Those, you know, may have been single uh, and saying, you know, hey, you know, does my life matter? Yes, it does matter. Everybody has a different road. And um, whatever your situation is or whatever it, it is, that thing that that you were saying in your book that. 365 days of a year you know you're faced with with that yeah and we want you to know the bible i love the scripture that says yea let none that wait on thee be ashamed Mm. so you don't have to be ashamed you know whether you're single whether you're waiting to have a baby whether you're uh, waiting to uh get a house you've been in that apartment and you feel like oh my god is things ever going to change or your child is rebellious and you're like it are you know is things ever going to change and we're here to tell you that being faithful to god and speaking god's word yes and keeping you know keeping that faith and realize that everybody's life is 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 different mm-hmm. and there are obstacles but then there is also a peace and you know you may pray and god may say be, be a foster parent and there you have your children you know as far as being single you never know you know as you open up your heart and listen to god and he may move you from california to shreveport and in between there you know you meet that one we just yeah. don't want you to give up today because Absolutely. god is faithful and he will give you the grace to do to live the life that he has for you all right so hello monday the encouraging part yes well thank you for sharing that cheryl because that's so important because you know that's what the enemy does he tries to his job god never shames us um it's the enemy's job to to cause us to put on shame um or to you know um, despise or to uh, not look at our life um as it having a purpose or having right. purpose, you know um yep. and so thank you for that um so with um conquering hello monday was my metaphor for um how am i going to confront this persistent monday that i've created um and that was the that was the the first thing the the, the first revelation was was that i created that monday you know, God is the creator of Monday, but I've created this world that has become so overwhelming, so overpowering. Right. And that's why I love, you know, the, your, the name of your show, Resting in His mm-hmm. Word. It's not just His Word, but it's resting in His Word. Right. And so, so many people, they look to find rest in other places. and they, They're looking to find rest here and there. Um, but the true rest that comes from the Lord comes in being uh, in his word and he is his word in the beginning was the word. Right, you know right. I mean? And so um, 
finding everything that you need in him. And um, just to piggyback on what you were saying about just even being, you know, single um, and single life and, and the journey of um, singleness, because there are so many people, especially as a pastor that we've met and that people don't really realize that people can be in relationships, marital relationships and still feel alone or still feel like they're single. They're not in a, a true partnership. And so even with that, um, the Lord challenges us with those cares of life to get us to the point of where I want to say it's Psalms uh, 16 and 11, where it says, um, Lord, you will show me the path of life. So we're yeah. looking, we're always looking for what the path is. And we think we can find it. And that's yeah. what our pursuit is, is the, the, what's the, you know, the, the pursuit of life for myself. But right. David said, um, Lord, you will show me the path of life. And in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And um, this year, the Lord really spoke to me about, about that, that um, this would be the year that um, for those that really seek him and for those that really um, are attuned to what he's saying in the spirit, that they'll find their fullness their fulfillment um, when they uh, look to him and they make him the, the center, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know, that old song, um, I forget who wrote it. Jesus, you are the center. Richard Smallwood. Smallwood. Yeah. yeah. So oldie, but goodie. <laughs> yeah. Those and things. it's, and, and, and I think when we understand that God graces mm -hmm. people, he graces us with the life. And we can buck against it and we, I don't want it. Or we can rest in what, you know, the, the scripture that says he will show us the path of life. And and understanding that doesn't mean you don't have faith. If you're not, you know, if you're single, it doesn't mean that you don't have faith because, you you know, right. you haven't been able to conceive. It, you know, right. and people have, will try to make you feel, you know, that way. But then you have to just back up and be like, you know what? This is the life that I am living and God has graced me to live this life. And that's what we have, you know, no better, you know, people that are married, been married 37 years, no better than the single person, right. you know, or the God has loved them the anymore. Right, or the person that's been divorced, there's life after divorce. Exactly. Or the, the person exactly. That, that's a widow. There's still, you know, there's still purpose, there's still uh, things that you can accomplish even in, in a widow uh, state, being in a widow position. Um, I think the key is is, is the word life. Um, yeah. is, whatever we're doing, if it's producing life, if it's flourishing, if it's growing, if uh, people can um, pick from our life and, and grow from our life and feel mm -hmm. the, the nourishment. It's not just we're just trying to sustain ourselves. But it's right. the God's life sustains you, and then it also sustains those that are connected to you. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. And so uh, He'll show us the path of life. I yeah. love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so that's the second book. Then now, okay, now and the third book, and it's hard for me to even say that because again, um, I just it, the Lord gave me opportunity. You know what I mean? And, I, mm -hmm. and he didn't just give me opportunity, but he gave me strategy. 
So there's somebody that's that's watching, and you you know that there's books on the inside of you. Um, you all you have to do is ask the Lord, and this is the the advice I give people all the time: just ask Him. Say, Lord, give me my strategy. Give right. me my pen. Show me what it is I'm because not every story is supposed to be shared. Not right. every story is supposed to be written, but there is a story. You know what I mean? There's, and sometimes it's a story within a story um, that the Lord wants you to share. But until you really sit down with yourself and sit down with your thoughts and really make it a priority, um, you, you could be missing your divine strategy. So the third book is actually a, comp a compilation. So I joined 12 other writers. And um, we wrote about uh, being an everyday mom. So it's mothers in everyday life. So there's mm -hmm. 12 women from all over the United States that we came together, we've never met each other, and we, we each wrote our story of motherhood. And so it's very unique because they're, they're different moms at different stages, some first time moms, some foster moms, some that are actually grandmothers. And then I had the privilege to write this book with my daughter and my, with my mom. So I have, so there's three generations in this book. So my, myself, my daughter, and my mom, each of us have a chapter. And it's really amazing to see because we didn't read our, we didn't read each other's story until the last edit. And they said, go ahead and read everyone's story. And, you know, I chose not to because I read just a couple, because I wanted something to look forward to when I got the book. And so um, when I got the book and I read it, I was just so amazed at how the Lord, he just wove together these amazing stories. And there was a, it's a running theme throughout the, the stories that, that are unique to mothers, whether they're young moms, middle-aged moms, foster moms, or grandmothers. It just, there's just this, this little string that you could see throughout each story. And I thought, wow, that is really unique. And so um, that's my third book. And so I'm actually working on a fourth compilation that I'm doing with um, 365 women and men. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. So the Hello Monday. Yes. So this is, this is the book that we're talking about today. Hello, Monday, Courage That Conquers Mountains. Yes. And, um, and so I, I have these chapters, Cheryl, uh -huh. um, that I talk about. One of the chapters is uh, knowing your rhythm. That's good. Yeah. And so I talk about that, knowing your rhythm. Don't try to run the race that God has not called you to run. Um, there were a lot of things and a lot of Mondays I was frustrated um, because I was trying to keep the rhythm that my husband has. And you know him, Cheryl. Uh -huh. Like he's a moving fast. He's got stuff to do. He's like, I'm, he's down the road. I'm just getting out of the bed kind of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it took me a while to um, accept I'm not failing owning my rhythm. My rhythm doesn't match his rhythm. I cannot. Right. Like we, we, we go together. This works. This is a great relationship. He doesn't get to leave me behind, but we have to respect each other's rhythm. And, yeah. you know, it got to the place where I was like, look, dude, I'm not the 20 year old girl you married. I've earned some equity. You got to slow down. 
you get you got you're not you got to treat me gently you're just moving too fast i'm a 50 i'm in my 50s you know i need you to be a little bit more slower a little bit more kinder a little bit more gentler you can't just you know run me to the next restaurant run me here run me there that 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 girl doesn't exist anymore and yeah. i was just blessed that the holy spirit really dealt with him yeah and told him listen to your wife if you want to keep her if you want to if you want to keep having happily ever after you got to respect her rhythm and yeah. and so we did you know what i mean um one of the chapters i talk about um i was made for this so i, I talk about you know the struggles um the different circumstances uh, we're made for this especially when we've got god on our side exactly and i love it because what i'm hearing is there is a communication there's communication on every on every level you're not the same person you were when you were 20 right. and through the communication and you all talking to each other and and then there's that respect i think that's that's really powerful it, you know it really is and um and I, let me just say this too because this, this book is not necessarily about it's not really about marriage or anything like anything no. like that. But I do share some different stories, you know, uh -huh. um, from my life. Uh, I talk about um, moving things around. Uh -huh. um, I realized that, you know, atmosphere, I'm an atmosphere girl. So there were times where I, I had to move the office around. I had to, I, my office is painted yellow. I needed happy colors, um, you know, um, yeah. so just, changing you know the settings um the, the ministry is going to keep moving it doesn't slow down for you so you either get delivered or you get strategy or you you know what i'm saying or you're like yeah. you you know when to, you know to, i've now at this stage i've um punched my ticket uh, i've um i retired from um one of the nonprofits that we had that i was being an administrator, I was the executive director. So I was the executive director for 10 years. And I had to give myself permission. That's another chapter. You have mm. permission. I gave myself permission. I didn't ask my husband. I didn't ask nobody. I was like, me and Jesus have given myself permission that I don't have to do this anymore. I got you guys established. You're well. Your foundation is great. Um, I've done my time. I can't. I can continue to do this, but I'll do it angrily. I'll do it unhappy. I'll will be frustrated. You know, there'll be regrets. I won't. I don't want to live with regrets. So let me retire. Let me say goodbye. You know, buy me something really nice that sparkles, <laughs> and I'll go away. <laughs> but what I'm hearing is we. You know, we have to know when to let go, yes. you know, of something. And just because you've done it and you've done it and you've done it, yes. you know, don't feel like, you know, you should be working yourself out of a job. Right. There should be exactly. somebody that can take over that. Yes. So I guess the, the question now becomes, was it the perception of Monday and you had to change your perspective of yes Monday? i talk a lot about perspective okay. and i did and the lord told me very specifically you created this world i didn't create that world you did that you did that to yourself 
Oh, right? God, Jesus, forgive me. You know, and I had to repent. Yeah. I had to own it. And, and part of owning it was, was taking responsibility that I had put the importance on Monday. I, I, I was the master of my own ship. I didn't have to make those hours. You know what I mean? But I did. And I did because that's what I saw. I mean, that's what all the churches do. You, you know, Mondays, you know, but it didn't have to be Monday. We just got through preaching. We got enough stories in the Bible that tells us that most preachers go downhill after the big ta-da on Sunday. So why Monday could have been a day of rest. But it's because what we knew, what we saw, what we were familiar with, that's the way that we've always done it. So I just did what I saw. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it took life. It took Monday beating my butt for me to say to the Lord, well, what's going on? You know? And he told me, you've, you've made performance. You've made the will of God doing these things. That's the will of God. I, mm-hmm. My will is, is even found in if you took Monday off or you put the close sign on the door. My will can be found in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and then the funny thing happened, and I wrote this before the pandemic, but the pandemic really solidified it because the pandemic proved to the world that ministry, businesses, the government, all of these things can survive, not in the way that they've always survived, that we could pivot, that we could change, that we could stay at home and literally run the things that we were going and spending thousands of dollars to keep open and so can mm-hmm. I tell you now, Cheryl, ask me, when do I go to the church? When do you go to the church? Oh, when I feel led. <laughs> <laughs> when something absolutely has to be done, I go. I've learned to, you know, I've, there's just, I've adjusted because the pandemic showed us that we could still be effective. We could, I could still go maybe two or three days. Um, I didn't have to go every day. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't absolutely have to be there on Monday. I didn't absolutely have to be there absolutely, actually, on any of the days. I could make appointments. I could Zoom call people. I could, you know what I mean? There was just, the world changed. It opened up and it took the pandemic um, to Dude. blow the, those theories completely to zero. Well, you know, we could talk all day. But I wanted to definitely take some time, give the website where they can can get your books. Mm-hmm. And we've got like, you know, you could do that in a minute. Okay. Well, all three of these books um, can be found on Amazon.com and they'll mail it to you exactly. Um, my Amazon.com slash author slash Teresa M. Cooper will take you straight to my um, Amazon page. But you can also get it um, at Barnes & Noble or iTunes. It's on Kindle. The new book is on Kindle, okay? And it's also a Audible book. So you can even, a very lovely friend of mine read the book. And um, it's very professionally done on Audible. So you can get awesome. that. And you can also get it at, on Kindle. And you can also go to our church website, newcreationfamilychurch.com, 
and uh, the books are list listed there as well. And um, they'll be a blessing to you. And um, the last chapter of Hello Monday, I talk about um, making it to the top of the mountain and how the air is different when you're at the top of the mountain. The things that we don't think about when we, you know, are making that trek up the mountain, we don't realize. If you've ever been to Colorado, you know. Oh yeah. my gosh, you could pass out because you're you're not used to that type of air. So and your thin. body's not used to breathing that type right. of air and uh, taking that breath in. So I talk a little bit about that, um, about mountain air, what it looks like on top and what the, the visual effects are. Because um, you, as you know, Cheryl, you're a world traveler. You know, you got to get ready to get to the top. Yes. You, you don't do. just but Al, you're there. No, you, there's a lot of preparation. Um, and some people are afraid of success because they know that it's gonna, it's, it's gonna cost you. Um, not just the cost on the climb up, but it's the cost to stay up. To stay to stay up. up. Listen, get, the, get these books, but definitely the Hello Monday, because yeah. you definitely want to control uh, your day. It's the mindset. It's 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 yes. living the life that God has created for you. All right, look for her. She said Amazon.com forward slash Teresa M Cooper. M Cooper. Yes, and or our website, New Creation Family Church. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, my friend, for being thank on the Cheryl Vog Show, resting in His Word, and hopefully we will get together in person real soon. Yes, absolutely. I love you, my friend. And Tumble okay. Tumble is fabulous. Thank you. I got a new song, Get Up, coming out in January with the oh, video. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. God bless you. All righty. All right. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You've been listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word. And time has flown by, but I hope you will join me again next week. Same time, same station. God bless you.